2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus Podcast. Uh, today, we've got another interview with a uh, a really cool act called uh, Pinkerton Raid, and we're going to talk to uh, Katie and Jesse here at, in a minute from Pinkerton Raid. <clears throat> Beautiful songwriting. Um, uh, there's some great live uh, performances by them too on YouTube that are not to be missed. So, I'm really excited to uh, get into it with them. Uh, this is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Our website is ludinirockandrollcircus dot com. Uh, on uh, about three interviews a week now, we're putting out, as well as a music podcast every Saturday, uh, where we play a lot of great uh, hard rock music of some acts that you are not going to hear on corporate media. Um, and the same way with the interviews, <clears throat> these are these are bands that are out there doing something really unique, really powerful, really important. And they're just not really good. Corporate corporate radio, corporate media is just not really going to do much for them. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to uh, make sure that the world knows about this wonderful music. Uh, the Lubini Rock and Roll Circus is sponsored by Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That is PPLMag.com. It's Pittsburgh's first internet radio, TV network, online community magazine, and business directory. Uh, there's tons of great articles and information and coupons and. Um, a lot of how-tos and things like that on here uh, from experts uh, in a wide variety of fields. You definitely want to check it out. Uh, if you have something that you would like to share with the world, um, you can start your own magazine page and get seen by about a million unique visitors each month. It's a really cool place it's called Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, ctlmag.com. Um the, the the guys the guys that I have on the the lady and the gentleman that I have on the line uh, today are from a band called uh, Pickerton Pinkerton, uh, Pickerton Pickerton Raid, and um, I'm gonna just kind of bring them on here and let them uh, introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about what they do. Um, Jesse and Katie, guys, welcome to the the Rock and Roll Circus.
3: Hey, thanks. It's good to be here. We're glad to glad to be with you today. Um, yeah, I'm Jesse. Uh, and I, I write most of the songs and uh, play various instruments, guitar, banjo, bass. Uh, I guess that's what I can tell you. Katie? Yeah,
2: are you guys brother and sister? Oh, yeah. We are. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, okay. Good, yeah, good night, Katie.
0: Yeah, so I'm Katie DeCanto also. Um, and I sing mostly in the band. I I've, I've been with the Pinkerton Raid with Jesse... Um, since almost the very beginning and so over time I've played a lot of different things but singing is kind of my first love and done some percussion and a lot of keys and um, some guitar. I think I played bass one time but that didn't go super well so i didn't do it again.
2: <laughs> well, you we know, like to tra-
0: experiment.
2: <laughs> yeah there's a tradition in, in pop music with families you know getting together you know I mean you go back to the uh, seventies with you know the Jackson sixties and seventies with the Jackson Five and the Osmonds and uh, uh Anne and Nancy Wilson from Heart. I mean, it's you know, uh, you know, it's, it's like a thing. So, did you guys, did your parents play? I mean, how did you guys uh, start uh, getting into music?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, our dad plays. Um, he's always he's played since before all of us were born, and so that's I think how we kind of became comfortable with it. But I think we all So there's five of us all together, five siblings, and we all play in one way or another. But I think we all kind of came to it on our own. Um, But I think we definitely were kind of comfortable and confident doing that because of the environment growing up with my dad. Would you agree, (laughs) Jess?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, from when I was just a little kid, you know, I'm just accustomed to hearing dad playing guitar, singing, uh, something I... I, I think I always wanted to do, um, I got discouraged when I was a teenager and, and then, uh, just, you know, just with the effort of learning to play guitar and kind of gave up on it at first. And then, um, I, I found my way into bass, uh, when I was 19 and, and ended up sticking with that. And, uh, and then, you know, that kind of opened up the world to me with other, for other instruments. So, yeah, but it, it all goes back to, growing up around it you,
2: you you know wait a minute now now i was watching a youtube video and you told a very interesting story about the night you were born
1: yeah right <laughs> why right, don't you go right. ahead
2: and because this is really cool go ahead and and tell uh tell the audience a little bit
3: about it. this is really cool I, yeah. I was yeah well yeah so i mean dad dad's made his living playing covers uh with with different bands um he played with a they called them a dance band, I guess, a top 40 band. And they, they would go up and down the East coast. And, uh, uh, you know, that was how he supported me and my mom when I was just a baby. Uh, and, uh, at just before, um, you know, when my mom was pregnant with me, he he was playing in a, a duo that would play covers in different bars and hotel lounges, et cetera. And, uh, so he was playing at one of these bars um, outside of Boston uh, when, um, uh, you know, my mom was near the end of her uh, pregnancy. And uh, so he get, he's, uh, he's performing, and it's actually in the middle of the Simon and Garfunkel song, Cecilia. And the, 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 uh, the, the bartender gets a phone call, he tells the waitress and the waitress comes and whispers in dad's ear that i was being born and so he uh he knocks he, he knocks the microphone over and you know so it it goes in, it goes back into the speaker and the whole room fills up with feedback and then he picks it up and then he announces you know my uh, my my wife's having a baby i got to go and so yeah, that was the end of the that was the end of his night. And, and uh, you yeah, know, I was the I, mean, I was the first of five kids, so you know, then then they
2: Well they you had off. to go into music after that. I mean like, you know Yeah right <laughs> you came into the world with kind of a, a kind of a bang there like on stage. Um Right. So how so so uh, now who's all in the band? And yeah. can you do you, you jump in on whenever you know, you can feel free to fill in and talk as much as you like as well, too. I'm not, we're not ignoring you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, sure. go ahead,
0: Katie. Thanks. Go ahead, Katie. to answer that one. It's a tough question. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is the one he's happy to pass off, I think. Um, so right now we have, we're playing with a lot of people, which is a lot of fun. Um, for this album that we're about to release early next year, we kind of, Um, I guess pulled out all the stops in a lot of ways when we were arranging it in terms of just inviting whoever we thought would make it sound the best. And so we've ended up with kind of this rotating cast of characters. Um, Steven, who's our youngest brother, has been playing guitar with the Tinkerton Raid for years now. Um, And so he plays with us. And then Eric Johnson has been playing lead guitar with us also for years. And so we're kind of the four oldest members currently, but... We also have introduced some horns and um, another keyboard player and female vocalist, and a bass player who's taken over for Jesse so he can kind of do whatever he wants. <laughs> um, yeah. And who else do we have? Um, we got another, another lead guitar, guitar player. player. It's hard to say. I mean, I can say people's names, but everyone kind of. You know, jumps around a bit depending on the song, and so we have at times we'll have like three electric guitars happening, um, but that's not super often. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, and what's so if the, you come see us live, it's always
2: what's a the overall? <laughs> what's the overall sort of like? Because um, you got because the the I was listening to um, like your studio stuff that you have up on um, SoundCloud, and then um, some of your live stuff. Your studio stuff is very layered. There's a lot. There's a lot of textures. You know, it's the horns, and they're like the edgy electric guitar, just like kind of giving it that sort of like bite. And then the drums are kind of real, kind of live sounding and everything. What, like, how do you sort of describe your sound? I know it's hard to say, but do the do the best you can. Why don't we start with Jesse, and then Katie? Why don't you follow
3: up? Uh, I mean, so I'd say the quick. the quick little phrase is indie pop. That's how, that's how we tend to talk about it. Um, You know, but it's like, it's, it's pretty influenced by the seventies folk rock, um, Neil Young and uh, Fleetwood Mac. Um, But, you know, we, we're also trying to do something pretty dynamic. So we try to create a lot of stops and starts uh, and, and, particularly on this this newer stuff with um with a, a, a very a, a very much of a rhythmic feel so you know it's easy to just create this wash of sound when you've got like 10 people all playing together but we try to create some space in it and and we get a lot of that we get from uh current folk rock stuff like from of monsters and men or uh, the head and the heart uh, we're we're trying to it, we want classic folk, rock, and pop kind of songwriting, but we also want to create a, an experience of dynamics. Um, so, I don't know. What, what, what do you think, Katie?
0: Yeah, I think that sounds right to me. Um, one interesting piece of having a band with so many people, and specifically siblings, who vary really greatly in ages, we end up with a lot of different musical tastes in the room whenever we're trying to arrange music which sometimes can be painful, um, but I think ultimately leads us to make kind of more different music, um, especially when we first started. I think Jesse was, um, you know, a little more into, like, the indie rock music and more ambient rock um, kind of sounds. And then we brought in Stephen, who listens to – who at the time was really into um, Macklemore. <laughs> And so it's really interesting to bring people together. Um, and then I'm, I'm primarily a vocalist, and so sometimes I have a hard time with both of those styles and um, the way that I like to sing. So it's just been really interesting to try to bring the kind of, um, I don't want to say heaviness, but the weight of indie rock that also make it more playful. And I think that's why we kind of end up in that indie pop category sometimes but i'd say we kind of will bounce back and forth between indie rock and indie pop um depending on um how many arguments steven or jesse have (laughs) won that day
2: (laughs) (laughs) um i I would like to go ahead at this point and play put a tune in here um to give since we're sort of talking about the music i'd like people to hear what it is what what song do you want to to, uh, to uh to play guys
3: yeah, why don't why don't you play "Ghost in My Bed"? That's that would fit pretty well what we've been okay. talking about.
2: Okay, let's go ahead, um, guys. This is um, uh, "Ghost in My Bed" by Pinkerton Raid. Guys, gonna crank this up. Check it out, and we're gonna come right back uh, on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. <laughs> Okay, guys, tell me, uh, tell us about uh, this um, song, because this is a song that's going to be coming up on your uh, new uh, album, right, That which is is not released yet, correct?
3: That's right, yeah.
2: I uh, said, so, And the new album is called uh, Tolerance Ends, Love Begins, Begins. Is that the name of the album?
3: That's right. Okay.
2: All right, so let's talk a little bit about the production and this, this song. Go ahead and give us a little bit of background on this song.
3: Yeah, uh, um, so let's see. Uh it, this, is, this is one of those songs so, where, that is really the, the result of um, these arguments that <laughs> Katie's been talking about. Because, um, you know, it definitely had this, this ambient rock kind of feel when I first wrote it or how I heard it in my head. Um, and, uh, and, you know, now um, it's, it's really pretty percussive and uh and dynamic much more than i than I had planned on, and also I think even even to the to the level of like crafting the melody itself, there are ways that that evolved to make it sound catchier than it did when uh when I first conceived it um so you know that I first wrote it maybe eight or nine years ago, and oh, wow. uh you know, and so we've played it in a lot of different forms and uh, Probably more came, than any
0: other song, I would say the song has gone so. through more transition.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, um, what what were minor minor chords when I first wrote it? Uh, in some cases, became major chords. Um, it uh, it it's one of the songs I think that made me really want to bring horns into this record in ways we had never done before. Um, it's it's where i i just i i i heard uh i mentally heard uh these horns um doubling up uh the the chorus melody in, in, at different points and uh so yeah i mean it's uh you know i, I so, some of the some of the people who've who reviewed it as we've been having it come out and uh premiere in different places um you know, have talked about the way that it moves people's hips or moves their hips anyway. And that, <laughs> that's something I never imagined when I first wrote it, but it, it's definitely, it was definitely intentional as, as the, uh, as the song developed that, you know, we, it's a, it's a, it's a song about uh, that's really good. It's rooted in um, the story and the writing of this medieval mystic named St. Teresa of Avila. And, and she's known as this like, Really sensual um, mystic. So she's a nun, but she writes uh, about her spiritual encounters in these really sensual ways. And you know, I a, as time went on, I, I begin to think about that and and how could we capture that kind of sensuality in in the music. Mm. Uh, and so you know, that's what we ended up with. Who who how, you
2: you're the principal songwriter, right, Jesse?
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: So. How do we know? How do you guys decide when, like, Katie's going to sing something, or you're going to sing something, or like, how does that? How how does, do, you, do you write something and go like, I'm I, I, I'm writing this with the idea of having Katie sing it, or like, how how does that come about? Yeah,
3: some <clears throat> sometimes I mean, so like the, we've got a song on on the new record called Hollywood, and um, it's you know it's from a female perspective. Uh, at least the verses are, and so um uh, it, you or know, Jesse's it could...
0: idea of a female perspective,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right you're, right you're right yeah exactly, um so you know, I think early on when I wrote it i I imagined Katie singing it, and now now I think it it's it's not so much that when I'm writing, I'm thinking, at least not typically, I'm not typically thinking, oh, this will be for Katie. Um, I sort of write it and then uh, and think about what kind, of, um, what kind of sound is it going to have because she and I are very different singers. Um, and, you know, so ha- what's going to carry the song best? And sometimes that means changing the perspective of the lyrics after it's already written. Um, in general, I'd say, you know, with this album, uh, we were thinking about how do we get, Katie's singing lead as much as possible. And uh, and there were just, there were songs that lent themselves to those kind of changes in perspective more than others. Uh, and also that, you know, where she, I thought her, her voice uh, could carry the, the song in a way that mine couldn't. Um, so I don't know. Those, that's some of the thought process. Do you have any, any ideas about that, Katie?
0: Um. Yeah, I think that, that about well covers it. Um, I do have one song on this record that we're putting out that I wrote. Um, and so I decided that I would sing that one. <laughs> uh, but generally, yeah, it's kind of just been a matter of, of once kind of getting to know the song because it's one thing when Jesse writes something and he has his you know version of it in his head and then it's kind of a different animal once he opens it up to the rest of the band. And so... As we start playing around with things, I think some songs just, like you said, tend to lend themselves better to my style, or we want them to, um, or we want it to have a little bit of a different feel. Sometimes that means changing the cues of things, which is sometimes easy and sometimes not. Um, sometimes that means I have to learn <laughs> to push my range a little bit, which is always kind of an interesting adventure. Um as well, a vocalist,
2: I, you're kind of where you are. You can go a little bit <clears <clears with your range, but as a vocalist, you know, I mean, that's sort of, like, defines kind of, like, either what the song or what the band is going to be. I mean, any band I've ever been in, like, you kind of had to build the band around sort of, like, what the vocalist could do, what his or her, you know, strengths were.
0: Yeah. So, you know, well, there's only so much you can do with that, you know. It depends on the vocalist, because I definitely think that I've been stretched... A lot um, playing in the Pinkerton Raid vocally than I would have ever had I just been singing songs that I wrote um, okay. because there there are certain parts of certain songs that um, when I the first even like maybe 50 times I sing them it felt. Slightly out of my range or not comfortable or something, but it gave the right energy to this song or something else was really right. And I'm a middle child, so I like to just say yes to things. Um, so, but by the end, you know, after time, it becomes more comfortable because my voice adjusts and I learn, I just learn how to sing it better and more easily. And um, I learn how to make it more comfortable. And I think over time, that's just broad, it's broadened my range. Um, I definitely was kind of a tenor (laughs) in my early days. I just liked singing low because it was where I had the most control. Um, But I think some of the stuff I've done, even on this record, I want to say Deeper Than Skin is a song that's like a little bit higher in my range, but it, you know, gives the song a certain energy. And so we did it out on purpose. And um, I don't really have a problem singing it now where I did when we first arranged it that way. So it's been, well, it is interesting working with other people in that way. Well, it sounds like it's, it's
2: given you an opportunity to grow vocally.
0: And that's sure. so cool because mm-hmm. a
2: lot of people don't get that experience. They really kind of like stuck where they are. Um, I want to, before we get um, get too far, because I want to, uh, we're running a little low on time. I wanted you guys to talk about, because the title of this album is very evocative. Uh, Tolerance mm-hmm. Ends, Love Begins. And I'd like you guys both to kind of comment on on the title of the album and, um, uh, you know, sort of uh, just, just what it, what it means
3: to you. Yeah. Do you, you want to start Katie and I'll fill in.
0: Um, sure. No, actually I feel like you should start. Cause I think okay. it's, it's a much more personal. I mean, I think for Jesse, it's, it's a, it's started as a really personal thing and then became something that he could see in the greater world as like a, something that needed speaking to, and so yeah. that's been interesting to witness.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. So, so to- tolerance ends is a is a sign that you might see on a on a road. It's a traffic sign. Um, and uh, I'd never encountered it before until uh, you know maybe eight or ten years ago. Um, uh, it, but it, so so you know literally in the font of uh, like speed limit are the words tolerance ends, and it's, uh, it's meant for a, a trucker, like a, a, a big rig trucker. If, if, if he's driving uh, a, a semi-truck on, a, on a, 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 you know, a secondary road, like a country highway or something, and, and then you come to this sign that says tolerance ends, what it means is that the truck has got to get off that secondary road and get on to an interstate highway. Um, so it's you know it's a, it's sort of like a the truck route um and a, a gotcha. direction for a truck route mm-hmm. and uh so you know i was i came across the sign and i was a i was a, a crime reporter uh a newspaper crime reporter and i so i would drive to the courthouse uh in the county where i was working just about every day and i would pass this sign and um and and you know so I was going, and like when you're a crime reporter, you're just exposed to a lot of the worst that that humans experience um and you know their lives are people's lives are falling apart, whether they're victims or or whether they're defendants or what have you they're they're just in a mess at that time in their lives and I was too i'm you know I was going through the end of uh, a marriage and i um you know I have two daughters from that marriage and you know, so this this whole life that I had built was kind of like falling apart, and so I came I came to this sign, and uh, and and I you know I couldn't shake it. It was like tolerance ends. Yeah, you know we we had been trying to hold this relationship together uh, on on nothing but tolerance. At the, you know mm. at the end of the day, like the love wow. was gone, but we were trying to make it work and tolerate one another, but you know that ha- those strings get frayed um, over time, and like how much can tolerance actually be the basis of any relationship? Um, and because nobody really wants to be tolerated, you know, it's it's like the the least common denominator, you know, yeah. the absolute yeah, bottom. Point, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and so you know, I think around that time, I I, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who does a lot of work. He's, a, he's like a, a philosophy teacher at a, at a college and, and uh, teaches ethics and world religions. And you know, he, it ends up that a lot of his students are actually Muslim immi- uh, immigrants from Somalia. And so, you know, he's had to wrestle as a Westerner with um, what does it mean to, like, welcome people into a community that's new to them and in trying to learn how to advocate for these students and, and their community, um, he's had to sort of interrogate that idea of tolerance. It's not, you know, it's not enough. How do we move beyond tolerance to where our relationships with each other actually um, force us to change and reconceive how we understand the world? And, and so, you know, that's when it starts to evolve into something like love, when, you're willing to, um, to sort of, like, let yourself uh, be, be critiqued and, 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 and let yourself learn from someone else's perspective and not simply, like, agree to disagree or, or just let's all just get along, but let's actually try to understand and let ourselves be reshaped by these relationships. And so, you know, it, it started off as a, a – and, it, you know, the song itself and really the album – doesn't necessarily get into all of that, um, but but it's on a very personal level where um, you know can you uh, can you can you figure out how to move beyond tolerance and, and into a, something fuller and richer and deeper um, and you know and at that at that kind of personal level that's where that's where a lot of the, the songwriting is dealing with. Okay, um, It's a
2: it's a wonderful title. It's like once you hear it, like you can't forget it. So um, I think you guys are definitely on to something with uh, uh, that. With it's very, very powerful. So um really looking forward to hearing more of the record. Um, so what does, uh, and you guys can both jump in here, what is happening? What does the next six to 12 uh, months look like for you guys? And when does the record come out?
3: Yeah, the so the official release is February 7th. Uh, 2017. And that we'll have a local um, album release show here in Durham uh, on that weekend, the 10th, February 10th. And then after that, um, we've got tour dates lined up. Uh, You know, we go, we're not going to tour the whole country, uh, but we we tend to go back to the places where we've had success in the past and we know we have people who want to come out and see us. And so that For us, that means we go north and east from here, up through Virginia, D.C., probably Philly, um, possibly up to New York, uh, and then we go uh, west out into the Midwest, so up through Ohio and um, Indianapolis, Chicago. We'll go up to uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and back. Uh, So that'll be like February and uh, and March. Um, We should have... Uh, Ten or twelve tour dates in that stretch, um, and then otherwise uh, we're looking for uh, we're looking to play as many outdoor festivals and music series type things for the, in the summer uh, months around in those same some, same regions. this yeah. East Coast, South, and uh, the Midwest. It sounds like you yeah. guys like to stay pretty busy. That's that's awesome. You got a lot going
2: on, Katie. Let's do anything you want to add before we wrap up.
0: Um hmm, I would like to actually talk about <laughs> I feel like I did a disservice to our bandmates by not actually saying their names here. Um so <laughs> I would like to That's list fine. those. Um so Both we have
2: people who uh, play with us. So <laughs>
0: these people, she's like Caroline Schumann's playing keys and singing, and we have a couple of brothers, um, John and Michael DePew who are playing with us on bass and electric guitar respectively. Um who else do we have? Scott McFarland is playing with us on the drums. Um, more recently, what did you say, Jeff?
3: To- Tony Sally on saxophone.
0: Yeah, on sax, which has been fun because we haven't had a sax before. Um, I think we might be getting a trombone player, so that's cool. Am I missing anybody?
3: Uh, I don't think so. we We recorded uh, we recorded trumpet and trombone on the on the record, um, uh, but so Tony's actually covering a lot of those parts now on sax in the live show. And I think we're going to try to add in trombone again. Um, I, but I think you've covered everybody. You know, we have some people we have like a, from time to time, we'll have Malin Moran. She's a, she's, a, she recorded vocals uh, with Katie and me on the record and she, she'll sit in and, and sing with us. Sometimes we've got a, 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 a former band member, regular band member, Laura Wooten, who, um, you know, has just recently come back and sung with us. And, you know, that can happen. So it's kind of we, – we've stopped thinking of it as a stable lineup and more as, a like, a family or community of people that uh, can come in and out and, as yeah. they're available. And
2: Yeah, it's so. fun. It, it keeps it kind of like an anything-can-happen sort of situation. So, you right. know, definitely adds to the interest. Of it. Why don't you tell uh, everybody at home – Uh, where they can keep up with you guys online and, uh, you know, make sure that they don't miss the, you know, songs coming out, records coming out, uh, um, tours, etc.
3: Yeah, well, uh, so, I mean, we've got PinkertonRaid.com, and so you can can find uh, all the links you might want there. Um, We're pretty active on Bandcamp, uh, so, you know, you can pre-order the album there right now. And we actually... Have vinyl and CD in hand, so you know we can actually deliver that stuff by Christmas if uh, if you want it. Um, even though it won't officially be out, we have it, so we can do what we want with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see, we're you know we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, uh, either as Pinkerton Raid or the Pinkerton Raid. It should be pretty easy to find. Sure. Uh, everywhere and, and just
0: you look. That, everywhere you look. There we are.
2: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it's a PinkertonRaid.com, guys, in case you didn't catch that. Uh, PinkertonRaid.com. And we have, we were talking with uh, Jesse and Katie. Guys, any closing thoughts before we wrap up
3: today?
0: Uh, thanks so much for having us. This is fun.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, appreciate your questions. <laughs> You're welcome. It's my pleasure. It's
2: good, really nice to meet you guys. Really, really talented uh, group of uh, musicians. I would encourage everybody out there not to miss their YouTube um, channel. They've got um, because you can really hear in a live setting the magic that happens vocally um, with these guys. Uh, It's uh, I mean it's in the classic vocal uh, uh, harmonies of even like. Fleetwood Mac or Crosby, Phil's and Nash. They have a great blend vocally. I don't know if that's because they're brother and sister or what it is, but they've just got that thing where the vocals just work really, really nice together. And when you hear that live, you know, then you, you know, there's no doubt in anybody's mind that this isn't auto tuned or anything like that. It's the real deal. So you definitely want to check that out. Um, hey guys, you got a minute to hang out. I'm going to finish up the podcast. I we need to, I need to do a little business with you when we're done. You got a minute?
3: Sure. Yeah. No All, nice. right, All
2: right. All right. No problem. Guys, you've been listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus today. My guests were uh, Katie and Jesse from Pinkerton Raid, and that is PinkertonRaid.com. They're a great band, and I highly encourage you to check them out. Uh, One more shout-out to my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That is PPLMag.com, Pittsburgh's first uh, internet radio, TV, uh, online community. PPLMag.com, check them out. Uh, com is our website. Um, please check there often for all your Ludini needs, including great interviews like this one and as well as a music podcast that we put out every week. Check that out. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Remember to get out there and support these amazing musicians that are really playing the, the music that really is important and that really needs to be heard in today's world. Guys, thanks so much. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We'll catch you on the next podcast.